Um, I just read a study that you're supposed to wait 90 minutes upon waking up to have your first cup of coffee. Yep. Have you heard this? Yes. Goddamn it's savage. Torture. It's, I am, whoever wrote it is a complete monster. See, I can't get my coffee now because I have to talk about this. So the science behind it is it's the chemical adenosine. So that adenosine is like, is trying to, to float away. But when you drink a cup of coffee, it, it stops that adenosine from leaving and it gives you kind of a fake boost. So you're saying that faking it makes you groggy later. Is that what I heard? This is a good time to make my coffee. <laughs> the hollow buddy. So I don't know if I love this whole waiting in 90 minutes. I think that's the moral of the story. Hollow Bunny listeners, thank you for joining us. Yes. You are listening to the Hollow Bunny podcast, where we don't just talk about leadership. Apparently, we now talk about science because we are also scientists. Uh, so for the millions of listeners, we've just added uh, another niche to our audience. Uh, my name is Kristen Zeman, and I am here with my caffeine-filled co-host, that's me. Sylvia Moyer. Yep. We are former police chiefs, uh, but this podcast is not just for cops. No, no, it's not. It's for anyone. It's for anyone interested in learning in talking about life and leadership and the lessons that we have learned about both. And those lessons fill up the bunny. This is the hollow bunny metaphor that we talk about is that, that we fill up the bunny with substance and those are the lessons that we've learned. So Syl, what's going on today? Kristen Zeman, here's the deal. The calendar turned, it's 2024. And so like a lot of people, our listeners, um, have set intentions and set focuses for this new year. It gives us kind of this fresh start and people are asking, they're writing in and they're saying, hey, what are your intentions for 2024? So we're going to bring it to all of our listeners and we're going to talk about a couple things. Maybe they might nudge you into giving some focus into a thing or two, might make you go, huh, or you might just discard it and say, that's absolute bullshit and I'm not doing it. So Kristen and I are going to bring for all of our listeners some of our intentions, some that are coming up in the leadership space, and hopefully you'll pick one or two or three and focus on it. And at the end of 2024, you will come on the podcast, you'll write in again and say, that was significant. It was important. It was meaningful. And I appreciate it. I think that's what's going to happen, Kristen Zeman. I think so too. So, so let me ask you, do you, do you subscribe to resolutions? Do you make resolutions for the new year or is that not something? Cause I hear people say, I don't believe in resolutions. What's your, what's your take on that? I, I'm not a resolution type like you. I understand not a resolution type, but I set areas of focus and, and make commitments to myself. So okay. is that called a resolution? You, how do you, I don't know. You know, kind of potato, potato, right? So when people say they don't make resolutions, so I don't call them resolutions. Mm -hmm. I just, the way I look at it is this, is that I want to commit myself to constant self-improvement. Okay. So I tried to look at my circa 2023 self Ooh, what'd and you find? What'd I tried you find? to assess. 
<laughs> I, I try to what assess, lens? I connect the dots backwards and I see, okay, what areas could I have done better over the year? And I do love the change of a calendar. I love things that are like, mm-hmm. I love a fresh start. I love a, you know, even on a, a new month, you know, January 1, February 1, even on a new month, I'm like, okay, how can I be better this yeah. month? So I look at it like that. And I look at uh, like you areas of focus, like what could I have done better? And then I try to just make myself better the next year than I was the previous year by kind of recognizing where I've fallen short. Right. And so that's how I approach it. And then I do love though, I I'm, I'm the guy though, that is, is buying the new brand new journal at the beginning of the year. Like I love the pens and I love to write down my goals and I love to write down my gratitude and the things I'm excited about. And I just love a brand new journal. It's I'm a nerd. I'm the biggest nerd ever. Do you do that? I love all of that. I love it. And what I love is the colored pencils and the different shapes and the stuff. And it's like going to Staples or Office Depot for the new year is like the thing you have to do, right? That's porn. Going to an office supply store is like, that's porn for me. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. I got you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to dive into this. You're organized. Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. So Kristen Zeman, our Hollow Bunny leadership podcast listeners have written to us. They've texted, they've written in, and they want to know specifically what are the things we're focusing on. I'm going to just launch with a couple things. Um, for, For mine, I'm really focusing on this leadership trend out in in the environment, in business, in public safety, and public service about trust, and really focusing on trust. I have read quite a bit that as leaders, we overestimate how we are trusted and how our people believe in us. And so in this trust space and cultivating this space, I'm focusing on kind of building a culture and a climate, this psychological space where people can express their concerns. They can ask why we can have this kind of open conversation about why decisions are being made, all with a genuine intent to build trust. So that's one of them. Yeah, I love that uh, about trust. And that is the thing that comes up. It's so interesting. Um, I've been given the great opportunity to go into organizations now um, and do assessments. And I've done three over the past six months, I think. Uh, And you know what's so interesting is these things that we we quote uh, call soft skills. um, It's so interesting because there's nothing soft about them. No, it's hard. Oh my gosh. It's, and you know what, because if it were, if it were soft, that makes it sound like it were easy. And yet every department that I have gone into and spoke with in through interviews and surveys is that, that trust is built through a lot of different components. Trust is, we kind of throw trust out as this blanket. Like if you trust me, mm-hmm. uh, I'll trust you, but trust, you know, it does have to be given freely. It also has to be earned. It's almost kind of a push and pull, but that's what they want from their leaders is for not only them to trust their leaders to trust them. That's where that autonomy comes through. Trust me to do the job that you have asked me to do. Don't micromanage me. But then when you, 
It, it, and here's the force multiplier and the consequence is that then when, when you trust your people to do the job that you've asked them to do in turn, they trust your leadership. Yep. And it's this, it, it's, it's this magical, uh, synchronicity that happens. And so trust, there's nothing easy or soft about it. And that is why people crave it the most being that one of the, the top leadership attributes that people look for. Yeah, no doubt. And with all the difficulty out in the environment, the social unrest. It's we've got a big election coming up this year. There are a lot of um, budget conflicts and difficulties and concerns. We're focusing more on mental health, and when we say mental health, I think it is it is less about you know some disease. It's more about cultivating this this crucial competence around how we show up, how we adapt, how we rebound from difficulty. And so to this point, to do all that, you have to have trust, right? So the big main focuses for building trust is kind of this culture and climate organizationally, the psychological space where folks can express their concerns, tell you what they're unhappy about, tell you what they don't understand. They, they really want to understand kind of where we're headed. Um, also to really make inclusion part of who we are. Uh, we say all the time, save a seat for a sister, right? Save a seat to give someone an opportunity to be at the table. Cause if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. So to give someone the seat at the table and make inclusion uh, a habit is absolutely important to trust sharing kind of the ideas, the thoughts, the feelings, the strategies, the perspectives that got us to the decisions we made that fosters trust. And that is very different than when you and I entered the biz my first day in uniform was July 11th, 1988. As a as a little, I wasn't you know, even born. Shut up! But I was <laughs> like you. It was the perm days. We all had the perm. Uh, so you know, and it was different. We didn't get to understand why. We trusted because of some different kind of kind of psychology. Right. And yeah, so it's the military hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hierarchy is like you didn't get to ask why. So a couple of things that you've said that I really want to pull the thread. Uh, you know, this is the evolution of our profession. You know, let's just call it any profession, by the way. You know, we, we talk about law enforcement a lot, but this transcends law enforcement is that most of us are in a people business. And when we think of it like that, that's where those soft skills come in. But all of the things that you mentioned about, you mentioned psychological safety, you mentioned when your people come to you and they're able to uh, openly, um, you know, display dissatisfaction sure. or question a decision, sure. right? So you're so right. I started in 91 and it was unheard of to even say, why are we doing this? It was literally right. the, the jump how high, right? So what's the consequence? So this is what I want leaders to think about, especially as we move into the new year. And, you know, I, if you're like me, I, you do personal goals and professional goals. So one of the things I want all of our hollow bunny listeners uh, to think about as they move into their, their, their professional goals or things that they want to concentrate on. And remember, it, this is not, we're not talking about a formal position of leadership. Leadership is the space you occupy. You can lead from whatever rank, from whatever title you are. Wait, so underscore, important. exclamation point. What do you say? Hashtag, what, come on, say that again. 
Hollow bunny. All of the things, right. Hollow bunny. It's not about formal. It's not about formal leadership. So here's what happens. All of those things that you just mentioned, when people uh, can no longer uh, voice their opinion or when they don't feel heard or when we don't have people feeling uh, accepted and that's the diversity, uh, you know, inclusion that, you know, all of that, when we don't have that, what happens? I'll tell you what happens. Tell it's called the dog that, that, that does not bark. What happens is that people begin to become silent. And I don't know about you, but in my career and especially in the leadership roles, when people marched into my office and they were mad about something, that told me one thing, that they still care very much. Even if they're mad, uh, they care. The dog that does not bark is when people become silent because it's that apathy that sets in. They just think, you know what? It's futile. If I even open my mouth, if I offer a solution, um, you know, or give an opinion and I'm shut down, uh, then why should I even bother? And that's the disease we have to fight. So this whole trust comes into this environment. When people don't trust their leaders, what they do is they become silent and then the organization suffers and every individual suffers. Right. So then all of our listeners are like, okay, yeah, I get it, but how do I do it? Right. And a lot of that is how we show up, the language we use, the space we create. Right. And there's a lot to be said for, for that. And part of that is listening. Instead of reacting to what somebody says, we respond. We should take it in and ask questions about it. My, my typical, because I genuinely want to know, I say, help me understand that. Say more about that, right? Because really diving mm-hmm. into what they're offering is important. And, and to genuinely sit in a space with somebody when they are expressing their concern is hard to do, but it is absolutely essential. Absolutely. That's, again, one of the attributes that people are asking for in their leadership is for them to listen to them. And that is... I'm sorry, what did you say? It sounds so... (laughs) Can can you hear me now? You're not listening to me. You never listen to me. Um, And it sounds... It's low-hanging fruit, though, right? When you think about this, okay, listen, whatever. Again, here we are back to soft skills. And yet that is the thing that people crave the most. The other thing is not just listening, but visibility. Man, the departments that I go into, what I have found is that leaders are not visible. Part of listening is showing up. Yeah. Is showing up, not just in your office, hiding in your cave or wherever that may be, but showing up. The only way that you can take in information is through, is through truly showing up, being visible. And what I have found, and you probably have too, is that the the best information that I get from my organization is when I literally left my office and just walked to roll call, uh, went into you know uh, an office and just said, "Hey, what's going on?" Well, I'll tell you what's going on. And usually oh, you yeah. can get someone you know in a in a moment of frustration. Yeah. So so they want leaders to be visible. So leaders. Please, as part of your 2024 goals to become better at these soft skills that we're not calling soft, we're calling them complex and courageous, is is think more about being deliberate, about being visible, and then that goes hand in hand with listening. Then just walk around. You don't have to offer a solution. Just listen. Take a right write it down. Carry a notebook around when you talk to your people and write that shit down. 
Right? Super good advice. I got to say, this just happened to me yesterday. I walked into one of the offices. I said, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's okay. I said, okay, sounds like there's something to be uh, understood. What's up? And it was a 20-minute conversation and identified something in the organization that is not working. And this is what a lot of leaders will say. Okay, well, that's cool if you have a business that has one space. What if you're a big shot in a in a hospital setting. You have several hospitals and several departments within that hospital. You know, I have several stations across the county in a jail and a courts and all kinds of stuff. And I go into the jail. It's a very different, first of all, I'm scaredy cat of the jail, kind of. I'm just going to admit it. Mm. I, I'm used I to dropping yeah. stuff off. It's kind of like your mother-in-law's house. Like I drop something off and then I leave. I don't want to stay. Just because I'm scaredy, they, they are no such- one wants to stay in the jail. Well, we have deputies that love it and they're so good at it. And they have inserted yeah. humanity. It takes a special a, personality. Such a remarkable yeah. way they've inserted humanity and accountability. Anyway, that's a different kind of off ramp. So let's get back on the on ramp. So 2024, you're right to get around. And so to listen to the people and meet them where they are. So if you have multiple stations, perhaps put a couple one hour blocks or something on your calendar to block out time just to wander around 2024 building trust. Also, these other crucial factors that distinguish and separate the full bunny from the hollow bunny is that that the leader of 2024, the full bunny, that real solid leader, will give people space, will give them um, the voice in making decisions. And so what that might look like in 2024 is not only giving someone an invitation to sit at the table, but perhaps invite a diverse pool of folks to projects that they might not ordinarily be associated with. So perhaps invite professional staff into things that affect patrol or investigations. Invite an array of folks to have diverse inputs to the many challenges that are before us that gives them a voice that gives them a space. They understand the thinking and the complexity of how decisions are made, and they might just learn skills and develop self at the same time. So that's a really important 2024 commitment. Yeah, and that's a skill, an astute skill of a leader that if it is not called to your attention, it's something that you will glaze over. And it's simply put is who is not at the table? Good point. Who is not at the table offering input? And we go about our day, we sit around in our mahogany conference tables, right? And we have meetings and, but who is not at the table? And even more importantly, who is at the table, but perhaps not speaking, but you're right. That is a deliberate, um, something extremely deliberate and focused that a leader has to do is to go out of their way. But sometimes, and this is what I found in leadership is they don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear all the bad. I don't want to hear the negative. When the fact is, is that it's that stuff that is again, going to elevate the organization. You said something that I really, I want to highlight as well, because, um, you know, especially it, it really comes to the forefront with these organizational assessments. The department I'm doing now is decentralized. Okay. So they have different uh, police departments. And one of the complaints, again, is visibility and lack of communication. And the leaders um, sometimes make excuses is that, well, I can't be everywhere, right? Like you said, you mentioned, you know, a CEO of a hospital, it's hard. Or, you know, of different 
campuses, right? Or a, you know, multi-jurisdictional corporation. But here's the thing. It's an, it's an excuse to say I can't be everywhere. The, the fact is, is that we are in an age of technology, which means you can get super creative with your communication. So it's you can output your communication like by you know like taking what? yourself a quick a quick video. So okay. you know this was you know, what we did during COVID in my police department is I, I didn't have FaceTime, so I would I would kick out a five minute video. Hey, here's what's happening in our organization. I just want you to know and shoot it out to everyone. Quick video. So there are platforms for which you can output information. And this is what people are craving, information, communication, all of the things. So whether it's an email, whether it's something, you know, maybe even you start a podcast in your organization and have guests on from, from your own organization, but get creative leaders. This is what I want you to, I want to challenge you in 2024 is don't fall on the excuses that I can't be everywhere. And it's really hard to communicate to all of the organizations. You're right. You cannot physically be there, but man, you can engage in other platforms. So be creative and be intentional when it comes to that. That's awesome, Kristen, because it really does challenge folks. I know there are some of us that aren't as comfortable with the whole social media as little, you know, people like you, you are, you're amazing at it. Okay. So I've got, I'm going to take a little uh, departure here. It's not really a departure, but it is a call to action for 2024. And then at kind of the conclusion, I think you and I can summarize this bulleted list of the things that we really encourage people to do, right? So I was looking at Instagram and you talked about this amazing space you have behind you, this new space. And some people might go, oh, okay, so cool. You've got this space and you got a lot of books and you have super fantastic taste, but it's more than that. Here's one of the things mm -hmm. that I told people when you become an executive, really along your path, your workspace sends messages about what you value and who you are. And a, something for 2024 that I want Hollow Bunny Leadership Podcast listeners to, to do, assess your space. Look from the door or at the opening of your cubicle and look at your space. What messages are you sending about what you value and who you are? It's a very interesting Whoa. experiment. And I would sit where people sat when I brought them in for an interview, when I brought them in for uh, a conversation. And I would sit where folks sit and say, what am I saying about myself and about this organization? And that is interesting. You were in your same organization your whole career. Some of us moved out of our home organization, moved somewhere else. How do you moderate? How do you, what do you put up to show that, yes, I was with the Sacramento Police Department. I have pride in that. It made me who I am, but not overwhelming in the new spot. Anyway, Kristen, what do you think about this thing and evaluating your space? I, I'm, I'm so interested in this topic because I have to say I wouldn't have put much stock in it in the way that you've just described it. Okay. Um, I would have probably... Uh, argued or dissented to say, you know, well, why does your space matter? The, the, the context that I've always thought about space is, uh, 
for example, in our profession, interviewing victims and making sure that there's a space where even perhaps an officer doesn't wear a uniform, but puts on soft clothes where, you know, instead of having an over the desk kind of, you know, atmosphere, you have okay. two chairs that are facing each other. So I've always thought about space in that context of just trying to make people comfortable so that you can get from them, you know, a statement and Fair making enough. them comfortable. I have never thought about it in the way that you have described it um, as far as, especially in a leadership role, is what kind of space is inviting. But it's truly the same concept, right? As if you're sitting over a desk looking over at someone, it gives the connotation of, you know, power over, right? Versus sure. power with. And so, um, I, you know, I guess I hadn't thought about that. When I think of space, I don't think of other people. It's interesting. So you kind of challenge me. I think of where do I do my best work? Where do you know my creative juices flow? And that's why I built this space in my home. You know where I can write, where I can write sure. up. You know my reports and recommendations for organizations. So I hadn't really thought about it, and probably because I've been out of the game for two years okay. now. You know, in my department and retired. So something to think about is: Are you inviting people into your space, and how do they feel when they come? into your office. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? You here? know what? Not as much. Here's what I'm saying. Okay. If, if I, if my place is a complete mess, but I have standards for the organization that we are precise and professional, then I'm kind of a hypocrite. If, if I like, I'm not a, I'm not a diploma kind of gal. My diplomas are at home. That's my, you know, mm -hmm. that whatever that I keep them there. But here I have things that send messages. So I have a big canvas and um, it just says, it's about four feet tall. It just says, get shit done. But it's in mm, a space that people see as they leave. Uh, and I have other things that send messages about who we are, what we value, perhaps, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay. the, books that, the books we read. People come in to an office, they look in an executive area, they look, what are you reading? And they ask questions about it. They will ask. Mm -hmm. uh, they will see, uh, people came in yesterday and they were looking at my stuff. It's sending messages about who we are. What I'm saying is our space, professional space, reflects our values. And all that I'm saying is we should consider the messages that we are sending when people come into our space, how they feel, what their impressions are of us, and what our values are, because I, I think it's important. Okay, so I should take down the Chippendales calendar no, that absolutely I have not. up. I, no. I, it might okay, confuse people. I mean, might confuse yeah. people, but you know, you and I go to Thunder from Down Under, and you know, people are like, wait, what? I listened to podcast episode okay. number 92, and what? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But okay. So here's the only thing now, you know, now that I'm a scientist and I taught you today <laughs> What's about the institute adenosine and uh, I will, you know what, I'll put up my credentials behind okay. me for the next podcast Fantastic. so you can see all of Fantastic. my science credentials. Okay. But you know how you manage to piss off all uh, uh, like certain groups of listeners, like pickleball players, yes. um, people with a, um, a terrible gait. As in, yeah, how and we need walks. to talk about that. So, okay. put a pin in it. You okay. have just, I think you have managed to offend another group of people. Oh, for So, what about those sake. people where the, this is where now scientists, Kristen, um, the studies have been done. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I are 
you and I are the same. We we have packing cubes. You, listeners, Sylvia and I, if you say, what what do you want to do today? Sylvia and I, you know what we want to do? Organize a pantry, oh label shit. Yes. That's what we want to do. So yes. we, are, we are insane. Now, the other side, the other spectrum are people where science shows that messy people, if you walk into a messy office, that it is also a sign of great intellect. Uh, you push back on that and you're saying that that is not true. So I just, just as a means to not nope. offend. No, ma'am. Those people. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So I'm just saying you might get some push. You may have to make an apology okay. to people no. after I pull up the scientific Tony, studies. Tony, you guys called me on my apologies. My apology to the pickleball community was not really an apology. So calling them a cult, not cool. The gate thing, the universe conspired because I hurt my foot and I was walking like a dumb shit. So anything that I say here is going to come back to bite me. And the universe is going to give me something where now I walk like a dumb shit. So I'm done with judgy, judgy on that. But here's what I have to say. Okay. There's an interesting thing. I'm not saying you have to change who you are. I'm saying you have to pay attention to the messages you send. Okay. There's a great book called Quiet, and it is a leadership in look at the, the introverts. We value the extrovert. So let's get to the introverts that need more time to think. Give them space to think. Let's look at... Uh, thing, people that are different. Okay, I get all of that. The leadership message here is think about the messages you're sending. That's it. Okay. I'm not saying you need an interior decorator. I'm saying that space is about what we create for self. And in the professional arena, space is also about how people feel. Do they come in and they, they can really be open and they feel that they can be vulnerable and speak their truth. And um, yeah. also it is about the messages that we send as leaders. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. I just wanted to push back a little on that for those who may not, um, you know, be as tidy. So uh, but I, I'm tidy. picking up what you're laying down. I, yeah, I'm picking up what you're laying down. So be okay. intentional about the messages that, that you send. We're probably going to get a lot of mail about this. And I invite our listeners last mm -hmm. month, it was your, it was your job to go through all the fan mail. Yes. And I think January is my month. So I'm going to be pretty okay. caught up and going through all of our fan mail okay. and I, hate mail. Um, so I, I do I have something do to say. And I will let you know. I, I, yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. And I have something to say about this. Uh, Chief Jennifer Gonzalez of Napa PD. And I kind of thought about this whole tidy thing. Like I will not leave my home until I make my bed. I get up and make my bed, right? I will not mm -hmm. leave my house until I make my bed. She's mm -hmm. not a bed maker. She said, does that make her oh. less of a leader? Oh, that makes me, that makes me tick. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tick like chest painy, right? Ajita. Oh God. So I mean, oh it's not, there's not just one, one way for everybody. There are people that are mm. like, they're, they're messy. Okay. Here's and the highly successful. There are highly successful people that do not make their bed. There yes. are, this is okay. But they can this suck is, it. This is the other thing. Because yeah. it wouldn't work for me. Okay. Yeah. Talk about an off-ramp. Talk about an off-ramp. So, you know, this is so interesting because I follow a lot of inspirational people on social media, you know, and there's like these morning routines, right? You're supposed to get up and you're supposed to cold plunge. Uh, Mel Robbins says to high five the mirror. Um, and I just, I laugh at all of these morning routines and it's so interesting. It's like, you know, you get up and you 
you you cold plunge, high five the mirror, drink your water, you journal, you do all no of coffee. the things, you know, and and yeah, meditate, you know, and I'm like, whoa, what? like that's like own your morning, right? And and so I think I actually think that you should own your evening, meaning you know, go to bed early because you'll you feel better in the morning when you own your evening. But all of that, and I guess what you just said is what I really want to bold here and underline is that listen, do you what do- makes you successful? What what gives you the best outcomes right? in your in your personal life and your professional life? Is it walking out without making your bed? All right, then do that. Do but if you. you're killing it and in all aspects of your life. So it's like, we have to, all these rules. And I feel like every, you know, people shame you, you know, well, what's your morning routine? Uh, literally press the snooze 30 times. <laughs> well, not me. I, I, I don't do that, but there are some people I know that push the snooze button and still manage to lead yeah. a very successful yep. and fulfilled life. Yep. So who are we to sit here and judge? Um, although I do have a morning routine that uh, I'll happily share with here's the all thing. of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's about doing what works for you and maybe considering. And I think that's what we're saying. 2024 is the year of considering cultivating and developing some new skills, competencies that really advance you so you show up in a healthy way, right? So, you know, yes, Jennifer right Gavall right is going to be all mad. She's going to be super mad because I, I told her Jen, she doesn't yeah, I, mad. So I don't know. We may Chief, have to edit Chief that. Gonzalez. Chief Gonzalez, I want to talk to you about this offline. I really <laughs> want to just get into your head. Um, so we'll we'll make that happen. Um, but yes, you're you're about setting your intentions. Yep. Um, and I think that's what we're just trying to challenge people to do is, um, you know, just challenge what, what is new, what could be new for you. And you just said this about challenging ourselves. This is what I want you to do in 2024. Me do or something for the listeners. first time. Come on, wait. Our bunnies, all of our bunnies. Got it. I want all of our bunnies to do something for the first time, something that you have never done before. And because as I say all the time, I'm trying to suck at something new all the time. And that's exactly what's going to happen is you're going to suck in the beginning when you start something new. But do something this year for the first time, no matter what that is. Let's do that. Let's challenge ourselves. Yeah. And you know what? This brings me right back to my delightful little niece, Riley, who uh, graduated from Colorado State Biomedical Sciences. She works in an emergency room. She's whitewater rafting guide in Colorado. She's just a badass little human, one of the most courageous little people. So she's not little. So this 24-year-old just landed in Athens a couple days ago by herself. She's cruising around Mm -hmm. Greece, and she's a history nerd and loves Greek mythology. So she, she is living her best life. And I said, you go do you, Mm -hmm. Riley Moyer. And she said, Auntie, thank you for that. So many people hear what I'm doing, taking time off work and saved a ton of money to do this. And they're like, why are you doing that? You need to go to med school now. And she's like, nope, I'm going to do it later. And so here's the thing. She said, Auntie, I'm going to Greece. Then I'm going to Spain. And then I'm going to meet up with my friends. And then I'm doing this 28-day rafting deal on the Grand Canyon or through the Grand Canyon. I said, Riley, you're going to be cold. She goes, yeah, I need to be uncomfortable. That takes us back to the comfort crisis, right? So here's this 24-year-old human who says, look, I need to be uncomfortable. And it's going to be hard because I will be whitewater rafting and rafting down this river. I'm going to be cold. It's 28 days in the Grand Canyon, so it's going to be like walls on the side of me. It's going to be really weird. But she gets, she gets it, Kristen. She wants to 
perhaps stuck at something new. She wants to be uncomfortable. Yeah. She wants to navigate. She wants to figure it out. And good yeah, for her. Because I was working it, at 22 people, and never, you know, come on. I know. But that's one thing I have noticed in my 50 years on this planet is that people are so afraid to suck at something new. Yep. People are so afraid to get out of their comfort zone, you know, and that's honestly, I mean, it's so trite, but that is where all of the growth happens. And that is what we have to challenge ourselves to do is to try something new. And you know, what's also interesting about, you know, about Riley is the social construct where people are telling her, but you have to go do X, Y, Z. Right. We put this arbitrary timeline. Yep. And these are templates that we impose upon our children and our society is that you must follow this exact timeline. And the thing is, is what we're learning more science, because I'm your neighborhood scientist, <laughs> more science is that, you know, when you actually take the time, you know, to determine what it is that you love to do versus, you know, going to college and majoring in that thing that you really aren't passionate about, go find what you love, find what you're good at, find the thing that will help you contribute to the yep. world. And sometimes that means going backpacking or taking, you know, a year off, but instead we follow this arbitrary timeline that people impose on us, which takes us right back to the Harvard study, the longest study on longevity done for 85 years. Yep. And what they found was exactly that people are regret living a life that others expected of them instead of following their own bliss. So man, that's number probably one, the right? biggest lesson, right? Yeah, that's, that's the lesson. Come on. Podcast number one. Look, look what I did. I bought mm. these for all my people. Yes, brought it. These are. Mm. It's like learn to crochet. Like seriously, <gasps> my daughter just took up. Daughter Bailey, Air Force Bailey, just took up crochet. Okay, I love Bailey. I love her. Love her. Yeah, so cool. this is so it's a little animal. Sent these to my nieces and nephew, right? And so and gave them to special people, right? And so the this I'm going to learn how to crochet. Everything's included. I don't know how to crochet. But hold on, Syl. I checked my mailbox. I didn't see that uh, crochet kit from you. That's so weird. I didn't get one. Well, you said you gave them to special people. We know there are shipping people. problems going to your house, don't we? I think the dude That's at the gate true. has a lot of really cool shit that, uh, yeah. <laughs> that okay. never made it to me. I don't think you're actually sending them. But um, where do you find that crochet kit? Because I, I'm serious. Daughter Bailey has inspired me. She's literally been crocheting now. She's, she FaceTimes me and she's like showing me. And now I want to learn how to do it. I'm so you've inspired me too. And you can stuck okay. it for, you want to, you want to go back and take that back a little bit ago? Huh? Uh-huh. I will. I mean, all of the presents, all of the presents. <laughs> right. Okay. So you are going to find one in your mailbox okay. coming soon. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. All right. So. All right, Kristen so bunnies, leaving. bunnies, yeah, land the plane the, here. The so. Hollow Bunny podcast has talked about a lot of stuff. 2024, how do we build trust? We focus on building this psychological safety for people. We uh, invite people to the table. We express as much as we can the reasoning, the rationale behind our decisions. We foster a space where people feel safe and included. Uh, for me, I've also added the the physical factors. I want to do another a race this year. I don't know if it's a marathon. I didn't get into the Tokyo Marathon, which I was bummed about, but figure that out. I, I need to stretch more, Kristen, um, and do the, the physical stuff that we talked about. And then I'm doubling down on my mindfulness practice 
and leading it, encouraging others to do it, leading it in my personal and my professional life. Uh, and one of the things that I'm really doing that you inspired me for is setting boundaries around this digital connectivity. And so mm. we are so tethered and so bound by always being available that I am going to set some meaningful boundaries around my digital activity. Uh, not have it Ooh. at the table when I'm dinner. I'm not, I will look, but I, because, you know, I'm an emergency responder, first responder, so I have to look, but I'm going to set some different kinds of intentions. And then for me also really around disappointing people and disappointing myself when, you know, I have plans to visit you and something else comes up uh, where I have a real deep obligation and it's a surprise. So we're not going to talk about it, but I'm so excruciatingly disappointed and I did not rebound well from that difficulty of choosing um, one thing over another, right? I didn't rebound well. Uh, so I'm really building on this impactful and meaningful uh, resilience and bouncing back from this disappointment. Um, so those are some of the things that I'm doing in 2024 and some of the things that we talked about. What about you, Kristen? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I really need to do in 24, and by the way, I love this because this is accountability, you know, is if you write them down, but when we check in with each other to say, Hey, how are you doing on that? Um, for me, it is being, it is investing more in people. Sometimes I get so focused on goal setting as far as my, as far as my business and my professional life, um, that it is at the expense of relationships. And it was, you know, my wife that called me on that when, you know, she said, you're not investing in people enough, you know, you're so focused, which is both a detriment, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's served me well in my life because I'm very ambitious, but I don't want it to be at the sacrifice of relationships. I'm trying to take the advice that I give others when I'm standing on that stage to say that human connection matters more than anything else. But instead I'm constantly chasing the next, you know, oh, I've got all these speaking engagements. I have a goal to get 30 this year. You know, I'm up to 16 and, and I need to stop and go at the end of the day, what is the goal? Yeah. And that is human connection. So I'm going to invest more in people. And part of that, again, is exactly what you said. Set that damn phone down. When you have your phone in your hand and you're having a conversation with someone and you're looking at that phone, you are not present. You think you are multitasking and you're not. It's bullshit. Put it down. And I'm actually talking to myself very sternly about that because I do that all the time. So that is for me, take it or leave it. And, um, and the other is to create before I consume is to you know, sit down and put things out into the world, right? You know, put out messages. I want to serve the world in that way. My, one of my gifts and hobbies and passions is writing. And so people seem to resonate from the things I write. I want to do more of that and more handwritten notes. I want to connect with people in that way too. I want to bring that back, put the digital away. And then I want to take more classes. I want to learn more about photography and editing and, you know, take a class, learn new shit, right? Learn new shit. That's yep. it. And, and the other thing that I learned is to apply the let them philosophy and, and I'll land it right here, but the let them philosophy is there are some people in my life where I'm so worried about them because they're not as healthy as they should be. And they're not doing the thing that I ugh, like, you know, I, I, I wish everyone would make their bed, but you know what? I'm going to just let them, I'm going to let them not do one. it. 
Yeah, I know. But see, this is what I do. I get all judgy where I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't have a morning routine. Oh, you don't, you're not making your bed. Oh, you're not eating healthy. Oh, you're not doing the things you're, you know, you're scrolling on your phone. You're watching Netflix too much. And I just have to realize that people are grown ass and they can do, they're going to do yeah. the things. And so, so I I did steal this from Mel Robbins, um, that let them just, just let them, you know, there's the, I cannot control what other people do. Um, and so those are mine, the, my personal ones that, that I'll toss out there and be a little vulnerable. So, awesome. um, that's what I'm going to try to do. So let's hold each other accountable. So bunnies, uh, happy 2024, happy new year. You know, we want to be here for you as you set your goals. So, you know, write in, call, in uh we don't really have a phone number but you know we could get one we could get like a hollow bunny phone number people can leave us messages let's do that uh, ted producer ted let's do that uh so i think this is a good time to tell everyone that ted madden uh, our producer he produces this podcast he's and the song star. that you he's a he's a he really he's is a star he's a freaking professional i mean you produced yeah. our podcast two episodes and yeah. you were good but yeah. i shit the bed no, no i shit the bed Oh, no replacing Ted Madden. That freaking See, bad. I shit the bed. I tried to put all of those the uh, cool sound effects. I, I, I tried to put all those cool sound effects in. I failed. So this, it made me appreciate our, our producer, Ted Madden, oh. so much when he gave me the reins. Um, so you know what? Some people have skills and talents. Producing a podcast is not one of mine. Uh, but speaking of skills and talents, the song that you are about to hear was written by my son and his friends, Fabian and Zoe, because they are rock stars mm -hmm. and amazing. Uh, so enjoy that. And hey, guys, bunnies, all of you, if you like our podcast, please can you just do me a favor and just punch that subscribe button? Subscribe. Just like it. Subscribe. Punch it. Punch it now. Subscribe. Review it. Tell everyone you know about it. If you don't like it, what do you know about podcasts anyway? Move on. Yeah. Just move on. Just scroll. Keep scrolling. Bunnies, keep filling your own bunnies with substance. And please continue adding substance to others. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. I'll pick it up and come back 
Yeah.